For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmid, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, the Bruins report to training camp and the return to play schedule is released. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. It's a beautiful summer day here in New England. The sun is out and hockey has officially returned. The Bruins started their training camp at Warrior Ice Arena on Monday, but there were two important players missing. David Pasternak didn't practice on on the opening day of training camp. He was finishing up his international quarantine and COVID testing. Stephen Camfer is citing family health and will not return to the Bees for the playoffs. His wife and son have heart defects that puts them at greater risk for complications if they contract COVID-19, and he didn't want to jeopardize their health. He is among six players to not to participate in the return to play program in the return to play plan. Now, as for the opening lines or the lines for the opening day practice, well, they kind of look like this. You have the first line of Marshawn Bergeron, Bergeron, Marshawn Bergeron. And Kuhlman are your number are are your basically your number one line right there for practice. You had DeBrusque, Krejci, and Bjork, and then you also had Richie, Coyle, and Corrali. You have Nordstrom, Lindholm, and Wagner, and then you have the Providence Bruins players, Carey, Stanika, and Senishin. I really like these forward lines right now. You know you're gonna you are gonna slip Pasta back into his normal spot on the number one line on the right side of uh, of Bergeron, and maybe Kuhlman goes on the right David Krejci's right side. You might even see a tweak tweak in a, on one of the other lines here or there. I know we didn't get a chance to see a lot of Richie um, after he got traded. I mean he only played like a couple game like maybe maybe four or five games. I don't know. You know, because since he was at, he was acquired at the trade deadline, and you know there was only a couple weeks until the the league shut down, so we really didn't get a chance to see a lot of a lot of Richie there. But we know that Coyle, Corrali, and I think, if I remember correctly, Coyle, Corrali, and and um, Bjork were were a line, and they were they were a pretty they were a pretty decent line. And then of course you had the fourth line of Lindholm, Nordstrom, and Wagner. So, you know, basically everybody who was there. During the during the regular season that ended in March is still here, you know. Throwing the addition of Carey, Stanika, and Senishin, I think you got a pretty decent forward lineup going into this playoffs. 
Now, on defense, of course, you got Zidane Chara, Charlie McAvoy are our tandem there. You have Krug and Carlo, Grizzlick, Lazan. Uh, there's also a good co- combination there. You know, you do have Moore and Clifton are, are also available there. And you also have an, another Providence player by the name of Vakanainen. He will be there too, so the defense looks good. I mean, defense, you know, if there's any injury or somebody tests positive, somebody in this lineup could step up and, and actually play, and you might actually see guys, you know, perform really well. And, of course, you have Tuka Rask and Halak in goal. So, basically, this is a really good lineup, and I'm, I'm happy to see this lineup actually, you know, all, every, all these guys on the ice... It's going to be a fun time to watch to watch this team go for a cup. Now, my guess is that this is probably going to be the set roster the Bees are going to take to Toronto. They will be permitted to bring at least a maximum of 52 players or 52 individuals to Toronto to Toronto including a maximum of 31 um or 31 skaters and four goalies. You know, you got to throw in, you know, of course, adding to the how you got to get up to 52 people or, you know, how you got to get up there. Well, you know, you got the coaches, you got the training staff, you got the equipment staff, you got, you probably have team, do- I don't know if they're going to have team doctors, but you know, Neely and um, Sweeney are going to be there. They're definitely, those two guys are definitely, or at least one of those two guys is definitely going to be there. So there's your 52. And they're all going to be in the same hotel on the same floor and it's going to be one player to a room. So that's pretty that's pretty nice. You know, one player to a room and the team's going to have the whole floor. That's how that's how this thing is going to work. Now, each of the 52 te- 52 team personnel will live inside this secure bubble or hotel and they will be tested daily and administered daily temperature checks checks and symptom screenings. Now the now individuals who ha- might have direct or indirect contact with the NHL team, with all NHL teams, will be tested daily. So that means that you're going to have probably, let's see, you're going to have hotel staff, you know, like probably the housekeeping or whatever. They're going to be there. You know, they're going to be tested daily. The people who are going to probably run the lo- the restaurant in, in the hotel are probably going to be um, tested daily and who knows maybe maybe there are some select I'm not sure about this but maybe there might be some select restaurants that the team will go to or the team can go to so those people will be checked so I have a good good feeling that the NHL is actually doing this right and that we will probably see maybe no nobody test positive you know, and if we do, people will probably be immediately isolated. Okay, you know, because any person inside this bubble, this little bubble, who tests positive will be isolated. I don't know where they're going to be isolated. If they're going to have to go to another floor, or they're going to have to go to another hotel, but they're going to be isolated. Now, you got to mark your calendars, Bruins fans, because it all starts August second. That's when the Bruins resume play with their first round robin game against the Philadelphia Flyers. And that's going to be a tough one. They play August 5th against the Tampa Bay Lightning and August 8th against the Washington Capitals. And this means that the Bruins are going to play every other day. 
So don't think that they're going to play three straight three straight games. You know, in three three games in three days, it's not going to happen. They're going to actually the NHL got smart. They staggered these games out. So the teams at least get at least a one day rest in between. Now in Toronto, I'm only talking Toronto. I'm not talking Eastern. I'm not gonna. I'm not too concerned right now with the Western Conference right now, because this is all about the Bruins, what they're gonna go through, and you know what's what's up for them. But in Toronto, three Eastern, the three Eastern or three Eastern Conference games will be played per day, per day. All right, so you're only gonna have three games per day in the Eastern Conference. That means that you'll have another three games in the Western Conference. So basically, that's six games. If you're a hockey fanatic like me, you're loving this right now. But the start times in the Eastern Conference are going to be noon, 4 p.m., and 8 p.m. So I don't know if that's going to favor the Bruins or not, but I would probably go for that. I wouldn't want the early game. I think I'd want the 4 p.m. or the 8 p.m. Even the 4 p.m. game would be nice. And it'll work out well for, well, the 8 p.m. is going to work out for for Bruins fans because it's after work. Those of us who are working during the day, you know, or some of you are working at night. or Some of you are probably working from home. So that means you can actually watch all six games. Um, a broadcast schedule is going to be released in the next few days. Uh, will Nesson carry the games or will all the games be broadcast on, on the NBC networks? I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what the league has planned for TV coverage. I mean, it's going to feel weird not seeing Jack and Brick, but I guess we're all all used to seeing or all hearing Doc Emmerich and all those guys over at NBC, and they do a phenomenal job. Now, I don't know if we're going to see Chara and Bergeron dress for all three round robin games. You know, they might feel like they only need one or two tune-up games following two weeks of camp to feel ready for the opening round. And it's good to bet that Rask is going to sit out at least one one round round robin game, and we might see Yuroslav Halak in between the pipes for at least one game. And I guarantee that's going to probably wind up happening. You know, as far as Chara and Bergeron, you know, not dressing, I'm fine with it. You know, these guys do need their rest, or you know, at least one game. And I would like to see. You know, somebody like a, a Stanika or a Seneshin or a Carey or Clifton or some of those other guys come in and play at least, you know, a couple of games and give guys some rest because this is going to be one heck of a playoff. Okay, because looking at the schedule, I don't like the teams the Bruins are playing against in this round, Robin. The Flyers are a physical team and they have the potential to beat up on, on our veterans. They do. I mean, guys guys like Bergeron and Charles are, are probably, well, not Charo. Charo's a big guy, you know. But, you know, these guys, you know, they're up there. They're up there in age. They're veterans. And I, I have a feeling that the Flyers are going to be be a little bit more, they're a little bit more physical. So I see a pretty, pretty tough game there. And that's going to be, that's going to be, I think that's going to be the toughest game of this little round robin tournament. The bees always seem to have problems with Washington, of course, because they have Ovechkin. That you know, that that that's the only name you really need to throw out there with that team is Ovechkin, and who knows what their goaltending is gonna who who they're gonna actually have in goaltender because that's the big question mark right now. You know, that's gonna be their big question mark. 
Tampa, well, I was a little relieved last year that the Bruins didn't have to face them in the playoffs. But the Tampa Bay Lightning do have something to prove this year. So I wouldn't I wouldn't count them out at all. But it doesn't really matter. There's no home ice advantage. The only thing these game these games are going to decide is the seeding. Maybe we'll maybe maybe it'll be a good thing for the Bruins that they don't get the number one seed. I mean, I don't want to look past the round robin games, but should the B secure the top seed, they would be in for some tough competition from the teams that advance from the qualifying round. And all these teams had time off. Everybody had time off to heal injuries and be well rested. And it's tough to predict who will face the Bru- who will face off against the Bruins in the first round, since the teams are going to be reseeded once the round robin and qualifying rounds are over. Could we see an upset? That's possible, but I don't think we will. You know, you know, will the Bru- will the will the Bruins be able to beat the Rangers? I think so. I think the Bruins pretty handed it handled them pretty well this past this past season. You know, the same thing with the Islanders. They they well the Islanders actually gave if you think about it, the Islanders actually gave them some tough competition this year. So I wouldn't count that that would be a really good first round or whatever or if those two teams met in the met in the playoffs, that would be an awesome that would be awesome to see a Bruins Islanders game. Bruins Habs, I don't know. I don't know if a Bruins Canadians game would actually have that would actually have that excitement since the not only is it going to be the game isn't going to be played in Montreal or Boston it's going to be played in Toronto without fans. So I don't I don't think that a Bruins Montreal game is going to be that impressive. You know, yeah, you're going to you know, you still have that rivalry but without the fans there's going to be something missing with that one. As far as Pittsburgh goes, it's the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, they're 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 pretty scary. They're a pretty scary team too. So you can't count them out. Um, would I like to see a a Toronto matchup with you know with the with the Maple Leafs? Yeah, I would. I would like to see the the Bruins actually go into Toronto, play in Toronto, and beat Toronto. Um, and basically Columbus. I'm not too sure about Columbus. I really don't know. That that that's a tough one. I mean, Columbus did knock out Tampa Bay so last year in last year's playoffs, so who knows. You know, that's a tough one too. The other tough one, you know, I know the um the the Bruins like basically beat the crap out of beat the crap out of Carolina last year, so I don't know if that one would be a a really fair matchup for the for Carolina. I think the Bruins would just beat the crap out of them and that's it. But, you know, I look for what I'm looking for in these playoffs is I'm not looking for a complete dominance. I mean, I look at the I look at the roster and they dom the Bruins basically dominated the whole season. So, but I would have to say that if I'm going to look at an upset for the somebody to upset the Bruins in the actual playoffs. Now, we're not talking Ron Robin. We're talking the actual playoffs. I would actually go with probably a Pittsburgh because, you know, Sidney Crosby, Malkin, you know, those guys, you know, there's a possibility of the Islanders. I mean, the Islanders are healthy now. They're not, they were pretty banged up towards the end of the season, but they're really healthy now. And 
you know, they could be a tough one. The Rangers were coming on at the end of the year. They could be tough. You know, they're they're actually I would I would actually be afraid of the New York Rangers. Because you not only have the you know, these young these young guys coming in, but you actually have three choices of really good goaltenders. I mean, you actually have Lundquist, who I think should start all the games for them. You you have this veteran, right? You have this veteran guy you have this veteran goaltender and these two rookies who have no who have no idea what they're going to get into once the playoffs start start. Okay, I know it's a different situation, but still, it's still the playoffs. There's still a lot of stress. And do you really want your your rookie goaltenders choking and having a bad bad playoff and maybe that will hurt them and it won't hurt them in the future, but it will probably, you know, throw them off a little bit. So the Rangers I would I would say I would be a little bit scared of them and the Islanders. So the Rangers, Islanders, and the Penguins, I would be a little bit kind of kind of nervous about playing in the playoffs. But we'll find all we'll find out about all that once you know once we know once we're done with the qualifying round, once we're done with the uh, the round robin, then we'll find out, and then then we can get into talking some serious stuff about you know the playoffs and everything else. But right now it's. It it's it this is gonna be a fun it's gonna be a fun time this summer. I mean, not only do you have the NHL, but you actually gonna have the NBA. You're gonna have Major League Baseball. There's a good possibility that, that you're gonna have NFL football in October. So there's gonna be a lot of things going on and keeping us all busy if we're all still sitting. Who knows? Maybe maybe we're all gonna be quarantined again in a couple of months and we'll all be able to watch all these sporting events. You know? But the Bruins were the best were the best team in the league, and I think they'll continue their dominance. They're going to continue their dominance this summer. They're all back. They're all coming back healthy and well rested for a run in October. So you know, I am a little scared. I'll, I'll admit that. I mean, I'm a little frightened by some of these teams that are now fully healthy, like the Islanders. They're healthy and they're ready to go. So basically, you know, who knows? Now. If the Bruins should get all the way to the Cup, October fourth would be the last day for the Bruins to hoist the Stanley Cup, and with a duck boat and probably a duck boat parade the following week. So I'm really looking forward to this. This is going to be awesome. You know, am I a little worried? I'm a little nervous. Yes, I'm. I'm nervous as to see once we get into once we get past all this other stuff. You know, into the into the playoffs, it's going to be interesting, and it's going to be like ner- I'm going to be nervous. I'm going to be. Dr- I went out and bought a couple six packs of. I already have. I'm already stocked with beer for the playoffs. I haven't even touched it yet because I'm I'm not ready. Now, after all this is done, the Bruins hoist the Stanley Cup. We have a duck boat parade, duck boat parade, and everything for the team and everything. You know, maybe maybe the duck boat maybe the duck boat parade won't happen, or maybe we'll do it. Well, they'll they'll do a virtual one. Who knows? Hopefully, by then things will be a little bit back to normal. But who knows? We're all still sitting in our houses. Phase two of the NHL entry draft is going to take place on on um, August tenth. This will this is going to assign the first overall pick for the twenty twenty draft to one of the eight qualifying round teams that failed to advance to the playoffs. Now, the last episode, I know I talked about player, you know, teams talk, you know, teams maybe tanking during this playoff, you know, 
just so they can get a chance at the number one pick. And a lot of I've seen a lot of reports out there that teams are just gonna are gonna come in and they're gonna play. They're gonna play hard and they're they're not gonna they're not gonna give up on this on winning the cup. So, who knows what's gonna ha- what's gonna happen there? But if I were I would if I were thinking about it, I would think Montreal Montreal might actually win this, and it's gonna. I I know what people are gonna say. People are gonna say, oh, if some if a team like if a qualifying team, if one of the qualifying teams doesn't make it to the doesn't qualify for the playoffs, and those teams are the Rangers, the Montreal Canadiens, and the Toronto Maple Leafs, people are probably going to say, oh, they tanked. Well, maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Who cares? You know, it's, well, maybe I do care. You know, I would care if Montreal got that first, got that first round pick. Yeah, of course, I'd go nuts. But, you know, what are you going to do? It's it's the times we're living in, and basically, you know, it's a, it's tough. Thing this this is really I can't get my head I still can't get around my head that you know the person one of the teams that gets eliminated is going to get the first round pick is going to get the first pick overall it shouldn't be that it should have been it should have been the Detroit Red Wings but you know whatever you know just let's let's get everything going and let's 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 just play hockey straight up let's just play hockey now the 2020 draft the actual draft. Is going to take is scheduled for October 9th and tenth. So, so we're actually going to have there there is going to be a draft, but it's going to be October 9th and tenth. Now, free agency period this offseason will begin right after after the draft and the Stanley Cup Finals are completed. So, maybe around October fifteenth, maybe around middle of October, they're going to start free agent signing. And that's where the Bruins are going to have to decide on whether or not they're going to try and sign Tory Krug. I mean, the cap cap remains the same. They they don't have a lot of cap space, so who knows what's going to happen? You know, what's going to happen with him? So nobody knows. Nobody's going to know until till this whole thing is over, and then we'll find out if Tory Krug's going to still be a Bruin. I mean, I I saw a report earlier today that he was thinking about free agency. So who knows what's going to happen with him. But we'll, we're going to have to wait until October to see what happens. And everyone who, everyone wants to know when the 2021 or the 20, 2020, 2021 season will, will start again. Well, the players could return to camp probably around mid-November with the season starting in early or mid-December. So that makes that makes sense. I mean, there were some reports earlier that they were going to do camp in December and then have, start the season, start the season off with the Winter Classic, which would have been awesome. And then you got to think about this. Maybe we won't have a next season at all in the United if the if the United States virus rates don't go down to a minimal level by November or December. So who knows? I guess we'll have to wait and see after we crown a Stanley Cup champion in October. Or I should say after the Bruins are Stanley crowned cha- Stanley Cup champions in October. Cuz we won't know. I mean, you know, they're talking about an you know, another rise in in the virus and everything else, so who knows? 
We don't know if we're going to see a season or next season or not. So it's good that we're at least finishing up the twenty the the twenty nineteen twenty twenty season right now because we may not have a season next year. Think about it. we may not. You know. Well, in other NHL news, none other NHL news. The NHL and the NHL Players Association ratified a four-year extension to the CBA. This is a good. This is good. It'll carry through to through the 2025-26 season. The CBA extension includes an agreement to send the players to the Olympics in 2022 and 2026. And this is all pending an agreement with the International Olympic Committee and the International Ice Ho- the International Ice Hockey Federation. So that's good. We're going to get a chance to see the NHL players back in the Olympics again for 2022 and 2026. So that's that's a good thing. I mean, my opinion on that whole thing is I don't like seeing the league shut down for the two weeks. I'd rather see, you know, group of college kids get into it and then I'll bring that bring that up at another time. But, you know, I kind of enjoyed you know what not shutting down the NHL and having, you know, other free agents or college players play in the Olympics. I mean, that was fun. It was fun to watch. Watching the NHL players for two weeks in the Olympics, that's fun too. But, you know, nothing beats watching a group of college kids going out there and playing against, you know, Russian teams or the Slovaks or the Czechs or Sweden. So that's that. my, my whole thing on the whole Olympic thing is uh, whatever. You know, as long as as long as I'm watching hockey, but I don't I don't like it that they shut the league down for for two weeks at that point. Then again, 2022 we may we we still may be sitting you know wondering if there's going to be any hockey. So who knows? The Minnesota Wild named former Hartford Whaler Dean Evason as their head coach, and he was a pretty i believe he coached in juniors too i haven't really looked looked any anything on his information but he was the interim intern interim uh head coach with the minnesota wild and was recently named their new head coach just in time for the playoffs and just in time to see what happens i mean if they make this move seriously if they made this move and dean evison takes his team all the way to the cup that's going to be amazing but i don't think that's going to happen I don't think that's really going to happen with him, you know. But if it does, it's it'll it would be the the new story of 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 the hockey season, not just coming back, but these guys actually winning winning the Stanley Cup. And then of course you're going to have people. Well, you know the way the the way the playoffs were, anybody could want it, could anybody could have won it, and everything else. All right, whatever. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. If you have a question for me, you can tweet me at HockeyNASCAR413. That is, at HockeyNASCAR413. And if you're interested in advertising on this show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Go drink some beers. And go Bruins.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.